Hello, and welcome to Rewired, a brand new podcast. Whether you are a baby boomer or a millennial, planning ahead or already enjoying retirement, this show is designed to inspire your imagination with helpful information to invite you to live your best life. And now, here's our host, Duchess Dale. May 9th, 2023, the last Wednesday of March. It is also the day that we celebrate the National Little Red Wagon Day. Yay! I don't know how many of you who are listening owned a radio flyer. I did not. I lived in apartments in the city. We didn't have things like that. But I certainly recognize the Little Red Wagon as an iconic toy and symbol of the joys of childhood. Today is also National Manatee Day. It is National Mom and Pop Small Business Day. And it is National Nevada Day. I don't know if we have listeners yet from Nevada since we're only on episode two, streaming from New Mexico. And on a more somber note, today is National Vietnam War Veterans Day, a day chosen to honor the men and women who served and sacrificed during the longest conflict in United States history. I wouldn't be surprised if we actually have some oh, some veterans who served in that conflict listening to us today, and I stand in that observance and recognition of your service to our country. Did you know? Well, you probably didn't, but did you know is going to be a favorite segment that we will visit on many of our podcasts as a place for historical or trivia information. So let's start with this one from history.com. On March 23rd in 1839, the initials OK was first published in the Boston Morning Post. Now, OK was meant as an abbreviation and a popular slang misspelling of the phrase all correct, which they misspelled as O-L-L, K-O-R-R-E-C-T, hence the O-K, before steadily making its way into our everyday speech as simply OK. Now, this is because during the late 1830s, it was a favorite practice among the younger educated circles to misspell words intentionally and then abbreviate them and use them as slang when talking to one another. Well, to me, that sounds like that hasn't changed much for teenagers, no matter what generation. Of all the abbreviations used during that time, OK was the one that became the most popular after it was printed in the Boston Morning Post as part of a joke. Now, the man responsible for unraveling the mystery behind OK was an American linguist named Alan Walker Reed. He was an English professor at Columbia University, and he was the one that dispelled a host of the erroneous theories on the origins of the phrase OK. But whatever its origins, OK has become one of the most used terms in our vernacular here in the U.S. and all around the globe. Marching forward with episode number two. We are one week into spring, and many of you may have been doing some spring cleaning already around the house or the garage. 
But I want to remind you not to neglect the spring cleaning we need to do for ourselves, for our minds and our bodies. And since it is also Senior Nutrition Month, it might be a really good time to change some things about our eating habits. The mystic poet Rumi writes, Yesterday I was clever, so I wanted to change the world. Today I am wise, so I am changing myself. Deep and powerful words. And yet I know that change can be hard for most people, especially as we get older and, as my grandmother used to say, get set in our ways. I never understood that as a kid when she would say that to me, but now it's beginning to make more sense. I can relate to it. Yet years ago, I shifted how I felt about change and I began to appreciate the value change can bring in life and to shake things up a bit. Now, I'm like you probably in that I don't like major changes that are thrust upon me. So I began to court change and I started to make random little changes in my daily living so that my change muscles would be more flexible. Now, most of us do that every day with our meals. We don't have the same exact breakfast or dinner every day or we'd get bored. So I take it a bit further and I try to change things up that I do routinely. Like, um, well, I change where I sit on the couch. Sometimes I make my husband sit on the other end. I alternate my driving routes. And sometimes I even tune into a radio station I don't normally listen to just so that I can expand my horizons a bit. So let's use the newness of spring to examine where we might be able to rewire some of our thoughts or habits to something new or different. I mean, who knows? We might uncover a new hobby or an interest that we like or even improve on something we're already doing. I invite you to make a friend of change. Start with small things and work your way up. As older folks, we are sure aware of the changes going on in our bodies. So I'm open to uncovering changes that are going to make aging a better, funner process. I know funner isn't a real word, but it is in my world. Maybe we start with a change in what or how we eat. So to help us do that, I'm going to bring on our guest, Ophelia Steppe, the nutritionist for the state of New Mexico. Well, here we go. We have an interview this morning with Ophelia Steppe, who is the state nutritionist for the Aging and Long-Term Services Department. So welcome, Ophelia. Thank you. It's nice to be here. <laughs> I'm really glad you could join us because, as you know, of course, it's the 51st Annual Senior Nutrition Awareness Month, so how perfect to have a nutritionist be our guest today. It, I'm happy to be here. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your role at the Aging and Long-Term Services Department? Absolutely. So my background is in public health with a heavy concentration in community health and nutrition. I've concentrated on health and nutrition ever since I was a teen after my mother was diagnosed with cancer, I started reading all I could get my hands on pertaining to health and nutrition. So that's wow. what piqued my interest into going into uh, public health and nutrition. My role as the state nutritionist is to provide nutritional support to tribal and non-tribal senior centers through training, education, 
presentations and providing innovative ways to enhance the senior meal program. Good heavens, that's a lot. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and so I enjoy what do I you, do. <laughs> I can tell that you really love that you're passionate about this work and and you had a, a quite a strong inspiration to get started and then to be able to transform it into service for so many people who will be benefiting from your passion and your wisdom. Absolutely. <laughs> um, working with tribal and non-tribal, you said, how are you assigned certain groups of people? Are you assigned by cities or areas or how does that work? So I cover the whole state. So all of our senior centers that are tribal and non-tribal, I work with. So whatever the whole state of New Mexico. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I am all over the whole state. And I love it. I just love it. <laughs> That's incredible. Do you have a team of people that help? I mean, New Mexico is a pretty big state. How do you manage that? I manage it through my passion. So um, anyone that's interested, senior centers that are interested in growing their program, their nutritional program, and wanting more information about improving their health and improving the seniors' health, I'm there. Wherever it is, I'm there because I love it. Do you – I can tell. I mean, and I'm, I'm excited that someone with that much passion – is in this position supporting the health of the state of New Mexico. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, so with that enormous task in front of you, um, how do you go about determining dietary guidelines for primarily the seniors of New Mexico? So the United States Department of Agriculture, USDA, and HHS, Human Health Services, are the organizations that create the dietary guidelines. I do not. The USDA ah. and HHS use a four-stage process for creating the dietary guidelines, such as they identify the topics and subjects supporting scientific questions to be examined, they appoint a dietary guidelines advisory committee to review current scientific evidence and a review of public and agency comments. They develop the new edition of the dietary guidelines and then implement the dietary guidelines through federal programs. So the USDA and HHS, Human Health, Human Services, update and release the DGA which is the Dietary Guidelines for Americans, Dietary Guidelines for Americans every five years with each edition reflecting current nutrition science. Oh, every five years. Where are we in that five year? Are we getting ready for a new one? Are we in the middle of an old last one? We're in the middle. So um, <laughs> right now it's 2020 through 2025. So in 2026, gotcha. we'll get a new one for five more years. Wow. 
then okay so now i understand thank you for that clarification so so the you know usda and hhs and i really appreciate that you broke down the acronyms because there's so many acronyms in in the government as you know um they determined the guidelines how do you implement them how do you educate the seniors so um all the senior centers they have to follow the federal guidelines based on the older americans act in which the older americans act follows they follow the dietary guidelines for americans the dga and the dietary reference intake which is a dri this is to ensure that older adults receive the best nutrition to support healthy aging and lower the risk of chronic health conditions food insecurity and malnutrition and is there an age range what do you consider the starting age to be available or to be a part of this program? It's 60 plus. 60 plus. Got it. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> that, that sounds good. <laughs> so um, the senior facilities support that. And then how would a senior who might be listening to this or um, a caregiver who's listening to this for a senior, find out about where to go to, you know, get a, take advantage of the program. So a couple of things they can do is that they can, um, if they want to know what the guidelines are for nutrition for seniors, mm -hmm. they can go to the um, dietary guidelines. They can just Google that dietary guidelines uh, for Americans. They Google that and it will take them to that site. They can also contact the nearest uh, senior center in their area and speak to the staff members on there because they know what the dietary guidelines are for seniors. So contact the nearest okay. senior center or they can Google um, dietary guidelines for Americans to find out what are the guidelines, what should I be following at my age? Got it. That's That sounds very valuable for, as I said, not only seniors, but family members who might be supporting a senior. Absolutely. And I know that there's a program here in New Mexico called New Mexico Grown, but I don't really know any information about it. Can you tell me about that program? Absolutely, Duchess. That is my favorite program. So the New Mexico Grown <laughs> program <laughs> it's a program designed for senior center providers to receive funding to purchase local food items such as produce, meat, and allowable food items. The allowable food items are certain foods that are minimally processed. For example, that would be like flour or cornmeal or applesauce, something along that line. How the program is benefiting seniors is it's enhancing the senior nutrition program by introducing fresh, healthy local foods as a regular part of their diets. So how do seniors go about using the program? Senior mm -hmm. center providers, they must apply for the program through an application process. So the seniors can ask the senior center staff if, there's a, if their facility is taking part in the Mexico Grown program. Right now, applications are open for fiscal year 24, um, so those senior centers can apply for funding for um, the next fiscal year. Um, 
Oh. You can apply online. And it's a very simple application. It's only about nine questions, and a lot of the questions are yes or no. So it's an easy process. That's great. So, um, and this, the New Mexico Grown Program is only available for seniors? Well, it is. Um, right now, the public schools, they're involved in the New Mexico Grown Program. They've been involved in the program for about 10 years. So they're not new oh, to great. this program. They're, yeah, they're introducing local food items to the um, children in the public schools. Also, the preschools. Wow. They're involved with the New Mexico Grown Program as well. So they're introducing local food items to our our little kids, our preschoolers. So oh, my gosh, this program. is great. No wonder you're passionate about that because now we're getting kids to have nutrition awareness. But I, I also love the fact that it's supporting our New Mexico farmers. Absolutely. And the other thing it's also doing is it's good for our environment because those food items don't have to travel miles and miles to get here to New Mexico. It's all local. I hadn't even thought about that aspect. That's great. And we're almost at Earth Day next month. So that may be something I'll mention again, because that that's a, a point that just eluded me. So what a win-win program New Mexico Grown is. Absolutely. So for a senior, for a senior who, who might be looking for their local center or to take care of this, they could go online to aging.nm.gov or call um, the Senior Health Services, which is one 800 432-2080 and find out information about where their local center is. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. Yay. I love this. This is an amazing job you have. Yes. It is such a blessing to know that I'm giving seniors information about improving their diet, which can help lower their risk for chronic health conditions. And it can improve their health. So it, it, it's an exciting and it's a blessing that I get to do this every day. I think you're blessing all of us. <laughs> Even if they're, if they're on the other side of 60 plus, I think that all of us could learn from this. Um, so what Absolutely. I wanted to ask you, because the dietary guidelines, so uh, seniors and non-seniors could go on to that and get some information or educate themselves? Yes. Um, the dietary guidelines are for all stages of life. So anyone can go to that site, right, and they can find out from infancy, infancy all the way to an older adult. Well, that's good because we're, we're trying to have the podcast be primarily for seniors, of course, and as I said, there are, there are younger people who listen in who are supporting a family member or who just might be curious <laughs> about what are the dietary guidelines so that they can start improving their health now before they become 60 plus. Exactly. Exactly. It's very important. So what's great, great about that, that those guidelines is they can they give them examples of different meal, meal, meals that they can pr pr 
prepare and also lots of mm -hmm. recipes. So it's a great website. Terrific. So as a nutritionist, um, what are the three top nutrition tips that you would give someone, whether they were 60 plus or, or younger, what are the three top things you'd want people to know? To make sure you eat a variety of foods to get all the nutrients that you need. Your plate should look like a rainbow. Bright colored foods are always the best choice. So eating more lean protein, an example would be seafood, eggs, beans, more fruits and vegetables. Eat a variety of colored vegetables and fruit. Think like orange is our carrots. Red is for tomatoes or apples. Green is for dark green leafy uh, veggies such as kale or spinach and purple is for purple cabbage or eggplant and eating more Ooh. whole grains like brown rice, whole wheat pasta. You want to eat a hundred percent whole grains. You want that in your diet and also low fat dairy, such as um, low fat milk, or you can even have um, alternatives such as plant-based milks like soy milk, Yay. almond milk, fortified with calcium. Got it. Yeah, that that would be me. I'm 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 dairy free. So I, I I have my almond and my oat milk. Awesome. And I'm sure they're fortified with calcium cuz uh, seniors need that calcium. We need that calcium in our diet that helps build our bones. Yeah, I I want to build my bones. I want them to stay strong as I continue to get older. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Um, That's what I meant. Strong bones. <laughs> strong bones. Yes. So you can lift all those colorful vegetables and fruits. <laughs> exactly. I love it. Take I love little grandbaby. <laughs> I love it. It's, uh, I love the idea of having a rainbow meal. Yeah. Very important. And before we close out today, is there anything else that you would like to add for listeners who want to improve their nutrition? Anything besides now you've given us these wonderful food, you know, awareness, the rainbow plate, as it will. But are there any is there anything else you'd want to share about the giant topic of nutrition? Yes. So March is National Nutrition Month. So every year in March. Um, it's National Nutrition Month. Um, therefore, in March, it's an opportunity for individuals to focus on the value of making informed food choices and establishing healthy eating and exercise routines. So if anyone would like to find free information, this is free resources to help you get started or to make improvements in your meal choices and physical activity, excuse me, just Google National Nutrition Month, or you can contact their local senior center for information. They can also go to another site that's called eatright.org. And there's so much information on how to get started to improve your diet, um, ways to improve it, um, ways to improve your diet on a budget. So there's so much valuable information. So. I just say, please go to um, Google National Nutrition Month and go to all these wonderful government sites and universities that have provided tons of resources to improve your diet. 
Wow, you are a wealth of information, Ophelia. I'm thrilled. Uh, eatright.org sounds great for all ages, and it's a wonderful way to celebrate Nutrition Month. I'm so glad that your department is, is bringing our national attention to that. And I know that you have a whole lot more that you could share. So I'm hoping I could invite you back for another podcast interview in the future. I would love to, you know, I could talk all day about nutrition and health. So I would love to come back. And thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Well, I thank you. And I'm going to close out the interview now and remind people that they can contact aging.nm.gov for the state of New Mexico. And um, as Ophelia said, eatright.org might be a good start to get somebody else as inspired and passionate as she is. So thank you and uh, make it a healthy week. Thank you for tuning in to Rewired, our new podcast. We are back next week with new ideas and interviews for the month of April. This is Duchess Dale reminding you to reconnect, recommit, and rewire. We've got information and inspiration. You've 